She's been in churches all around the world. People have talked about her and her issues. People have discussed her business. Said some things concerning her that I'm sure she wished would have been kept private. We never learned her name. History does not afford us the luxury of being able to attach a name. It just calls her a certain woman. Before I get real deep into this thing, I just want to ask a question. Is there anybody that's tired of being known only by your issues? This woman is only known as the woman with the issue of blood. Names matter. Let me just skip ahead then to the end where the writer says Jesus calls her daughter. The writer says she's just a certain woman. Jesus calls her daughter. All right. So then, the word reach, let's define it for those who weren't here last week, and then we're going to get to work. The word reach has two definitions. The first definition means to stretch or extend. To stretch or extend. The second definition means to get to a specified place. And what we understand is that you'll never get to the specified place if you don't stretch or extend. There is a place that God has for each of us. But if we don't allow him to stretch us, and then if you don't yourself stretch, you will never reach the place that God has for you. The word stretch means to draw out to full length. Secondly, it means to lengthen or to widen, to enlarge by tension. And so what we learned was that we'll never get to where we are supposed to be. We'll never reach our full capacity if we don't learn to stretch and be stretched. You'll never grow. You'll never widen. You'll never enlarge yourself if you um, don't learn to view tension in the right manner. The way that the Lord grows us sometimes is by causing or better allowing tension. Thirdly, the word stretch means to increase the quantity of. We talked about last week that we all know how to stretch. As we get paid on the first, that other check isn't coming for some time. You learn how to make that money. 
outfit might have to wait. <laughs> Got to have gas money. Yeah. Yeah, so make your money stretch. The word extending means to increase the duration of. We found that the Lord will extend us so that we can last longer. Uh, the Bible says they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And so the Lord will extend us and where other people may be failing and other people may be falling short, the Lord has extended you. Secondly, the word extend means to stretch in various or all directions, which answers the question, why is it that the Lord seems to be, or I seem to be being attacked from every area, from your family to your children, to your finances, to your job, to your body, to your mind, to your church, to your ministry, to your business. It seems like every aspect of your life is under attack. This woman with the issue of blood was not only sick, but she was lonely. Didn't have any friend, didn't have anybody with her. She was suffering from many physicians, but she was also broke. She's being extended. And so we learn that the Lord will extend you uh, from the perspective of, and we understand what an extension cord does. An extension cord allows you to take an appliance that could only reach one destination and stretch it so that it can reach everywhere. So the Lord will extend what happens in your prayer closet. And the anointing will be available for you on your job. That's an extension. The good thing is that the, the appliance doesn't lose its velocity. It doesn't lose any power because it's connected to uh, an extension cord. As long as the extension cord is connected to the power source, then the appliance can get what it needs to get. Somebody say amen. And so we understand then that this woman is dealing with an issue. She couldn't leave her house. But the Bible says that she heard about Jesus. And so because she's so weak and she's so frail, we talked about last week how after 12 long years, she had become tolerant of her condition. She's beginning to accept the terms of her condition and she's not really trying to get better. She's become tolerant. The word tolerant means to give permission to. Now, permission means to be accepting of. And literally, she's given her sickness authorization to do what it wants to do in her life. And so we've learned from that that we cannot allow stuff uh, to take uh, and give permission to stuff to where it begins to have control over our life. We have to be willing to take back the authority. By not addressing stuff, we give it authority. By not checking stuff, we give it authorization. And the problem is when you give stuff authorization and you give it permission, you have to accept whatever comes along with it. Whatever consequences comes along with you accepting what you accept, you have to live with the consequences because you gave it permission. And so what we determined was this woman uh, has developed a tolerance yeah, and if you don't understand what tolerance is, let me give you a real life analogy. Because we will live and make concessions around stuff that's a problem and keep going like it don't exist. Say it slowly. We will make conditions to live around an issue even if it's 
uncomfortable, we'll live with it because it ain't hurt nothing. Give me a real life example. We will wreck a car, get the insurance money, and won't fix the car. We'll put duct tape and a trash bag on the window. We'll ride around with a donut. Now they tell you, you're only supposed to go up to 50 miles an hour, you're only supposed to keep it on that extended period of time, but we'll ride around with it and won't fix the car because the car is still moving. That's what you call tolerance. Uh, knowing that it's messed up, but we'll keep going, hoping that nobody notices the damage. We'll keep on moving because as long as the car is driving, we won't address the problem until the car stops. Every light on your dashboard on. Service engine, check engine, air light, everything on, but as long as the car is rolling, you keep putting it off. And by continuing to put it off, we become tolerant. And we give the car permission. So whatever damage is caused, because initially it might have just been some oil change. It might have just been a tune-up. But it begins to leak to other areas. Now you have more damage than you thought you had. And it's going to cost you more than it would have cost you had you gone ahead and gotten it fixed in the first place. So she's become tolerant. She's become tolerant. She's become tolerant of the condition and the situation. And the Bible says, I'm just going through this, just trying to give people a synopsis to catch them up. The Bible says that she has suffered many things of many physicians. We are not told what she suffered, but I told you last week that the Lord told me that the church has taken the place of the woman with the issue of blood, and the false prophets and the preachers have become the, uh, the physicians. And the physicians were prophesying and speaking false hope to her and not telling her the truth. The truth is what she needed. That's what would have set her free. But she's become so comfortable. Now she starts going to doctors that would tell her what she wanted to hear. Instead of going somewhere where I know somebody's going to tell me the truth, I'll go somewhere where they'll allow me to become tolerant of my condition. I don't want to go nowhere where they're talking about saying. I want to go nowhere where they're going to cause me to have to live right now. I want no accountability. I'll continue to go to doctors that are lying to me. But watch this. It gets to the point then. That the woman can no longer bear the issue uh, that she's been given. Let me just throw this in there just as an extra point. That it's strange that the issue was supposed to be there. Uh, she was supposed to have a ministration. But it wasn't supposed to be there for 12 years. It's supposed to show up for three to five days. And in the worst case scenario, seven. Her issue stuck around for 12 years. You have to be careful when stuff show up in your life that's supposed to be there. And then it starts to zap your strength. It starts taking the anointing. It starts damaging your praise. It, Starts causing you problems and you allow it to stay longer than it was supposed to. It was good in the beginning. It was alright at first. It stayed for a short time, but now it's been there too long. And so the Bible says 
that the woman heard about Jesus. Now we understand she's been sick 12 years. She's broke and she's suffering and she's getting worse. She can't go to none of the social functions. She ain't invited to none of the girls' trips. Uh, everybody stay away from her because if they touch her, they are considered unclean. Anything that she sits on has to be burned. Anything that she touches has to be burned. A man dare not come lay with her because he's considered unclean. So here is her condition is so bad. But somebody says, I got to get to her. Now, if you'll allow me for just a moment to take us away from being the one with the issue of blood and let's transform into the person that said, I don't care what you got going on, I'm coming to talk to you. Somebody made up in their mind and said, I don't care what she got going on, I don't care how bad her condition is, I got to get to her and tell her about Jesus. I don't care how long she's been sick. I don't care if I'll be considered unclean. I got to get to her and I have to share with her the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't know what the physicians have been telling her, but somebody had the courage to show up at our house. We don't, we don't know how she heard. Well, all we see is that she heard about Jesus. Now, this is the problem. Everybody don't present him the same way. Some people present him from a personal perspective. And then other people present him from what I heard perspective. Everybody don't love Pastor Ben. Can you believe that? But people who don't know me can speak like they do. All right, come on. The people who have a personal relationship with me know me. Other people speak from what they heard from somebody else, they heard from somebody else, they heard from somebody else. Never had a conversation. Never been to my house. Ain't never been to yours. Ain't been in your DM. You ain't been in mine. We ain't never had a conversation. But yet you say you. Had a, a young lady yesterday. Went to the counter to pay for something. Didn't know her. She said, hey, Pastor Beckman. I said, hey, how you doing? What is your name? She told me her name. And she said, you don't know me? And I said, no. She said, you preach at my granddaddy's church. Okay, that don't mean I know you. I was there for a moment. You saw me, but you had no interaction with me. What bothered me was when I turned to walk away, the manager came up to her and said, hey, do you know him? She said, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> How you going to tell that man you know me and you just saw one time for about 45 minutes at your granddaddy church. You don't know me. You ain't never called me, never talked to me, never texted me, never came up. We don't know each other. So how can you tell somebody then that you know me? And you have churches that are full of people who God 
from the same perspective. Some people talking what they heard, and then some of us talking what we know. I don't want to fool with them folk that's talking about what they heard. I like to talk to folk who talking what they know. Don't tell me that you heard he's a waymaker. I want you to tell me that you know he's a waymaker. Don't tell me that you heard he's a healer. If you ain't never been on your bed of affliction and he had to heal you. Don't tell me he's a provider and you always have everything you need. If you ain't never been down on your luck and you ain't never had to wonder how you was going to pay bills and you ain't never had to wonder how you was going to make it through the end of the month. Then he ain't never really provided for you. So don't tell me what you heard somebody else say. Thank <laughs> you. 
your name and ask him for your real know. No, no, shake him for your and ask him for your real know. Because if you really know him, you wouldn't be worried about what you're going through. Shake him again and ask him for your know. Because if you really know him, then you would have a shout in your spirit. If you really know him, then you would have joy in your heart. Just touch. 
the hem of his garment. Watch this. If I could just come in from behind. I don't know what she heard. Somebody must have told her even his clothes. Y'all just missed the revelation. His clothes wasn't expensive. To reach means to stress for extension. She said, I don't want to. I just want to touch the extension. <laughs> Theology teaches that men in those days wore tassels under their garments and they would wear one blue tassel which represents the word and the white tassel would represent righteousness. We're not told what she touches. But we can understand that through the word we're clean and we're made righteous by Christ. All she got was the extension. started that the appliance don't lose power because it's connected to an extension cord. If I could just get to these the Bible says she said out of her own mouth she confessed I want you to understand how important confession is if you've been in this church and you know that we've taught that you cannot see a manifestation without a confession. As a matter of fact, we said it like this. God cannot give in your hand what you will not confess out of your mouth. But we want to take that thing a step further because there's some of you who are sitting here listening to me now that have been confessing and have not seen a manifestation. And the Lord sent me to tell you that you have failed to. You've been confessing. But you still got to. Watch this. The woman comes in from behind him. She don't have strength. But somehow she musters up enough strength to get to him. And once she gets to him, she has to reach. Watch what the scripture says there. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at. Yeah, it's right there at your fingertips, but you still got to reach. Yes, 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 yes. Put this one up there for nothing to leave alone. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Watch this. In order for her to get what she wanted from God, the confession was good. But now in order for her to reach her capacity, brethren, I kept myself not to have already have apprehended. But this thing I do, I'm forgetting that I had 12 years of pain. I'm forgetting that I'm broke. I'm forgetting that I'm lonely. I'm forgetting 
that according to Levitical law, I'm unclean. I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. And I'm reaching. All right. I'm leaving everything else behind. And there's some stuff that God has in front of me. But I cannot get to my specified place if I don't stretch my You want everything God got for me. Come on now. But you're using your past as an excuse <laughs> not to reach. I don't know how she did it. But her just looking at his garment wasn't going to help her. She didn't even, I don't even have enough strength to get to him. But if I can get to the extension, if I can stretch out and get to the extension, then I shall be made. Bible says as soon as she stretched out, she felt in her body. She felt in her body. Didn't take all day. Immediately, she felt in her body that the fountain of her blood had dried up. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey. As soon as she stretched up, yeah, yeah, yeah. What God is waiting on is for us to reach. I put it right there at your fingertips. I've done everything that I can do. Now I need you to get out of your comfort zone and If she had paid attention to the limits that people put on her, she never would have stretched. Because mm-hmm. the people told her she wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> but there was something in her spirit saying, I don't care what they say, I got to stretch. I got to break the mold of what they say I can and can't do, and I got to stretch. I know I didn't go to the same school that you went to, and I don't have the same education that you got. And I might not have titles behind my name, but I'm going to stretch. I'll reach the place that he has for me to reach. Watch what happens. I'm closing on this. Watch this. She stretches. She touches the hem of his garment. And Jesus says, who touched you? All of these people, man, and everybody, as his disciples said, is thronging you. Everybody's touching you. And you ask, who touched him? Bible says he felt virtue leave his body. That's right. Didn't give her permission to it, just left his body. That's right. Showed up where she told it to. Because <laughs> she reached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God will show up where you need him to show up. Even in the valley. Or standing at the Red Sea. Where you need him to show up if you'll reach from where you are. Because the Bible says in Isaiah around 
peace. Right where you are. And the Lord said, somebody touch me. I don't know who it was. But all of these people that's touching me, they ain't reaching. Yeah, see, hers cost her something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else was just showing up because they were supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to sing songs. And they're supposed to worship, but some people show up to touch it. religious obligation because I'm supposed to be here on Sunday. I ain't standing at the door because that's what I'm supposed to do. I ain't singing in the choir because I signed up to sing. I ain't preaching because this is where I get my mind from. I preach because I have an assignment. I sing because I'm an extension of him. grace and mercy. Thank God he keeps reaching. He keeps reaching. He keeps stretching. He keeps stretching and extending himself. He turned to see what had happened and the woman was hiding. He laid his eyes on her. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because you got the picture that she no longer crawling. She done picked herself up now. She's still dirty and bloody. Remember the reveal message? That even in the midst of all of those people, that the Lord fixed his eyes on her. That's right, that's right, that's right. He'll do it. She wasn't dressed like everybody else was dressed. Her clothes was dirty. Her skin was weak and pink and all of this stuff because her blood has been leaving her body. She's restored to her rightful position. She's standing there looking at him. And she walked up to him and tried to put her head down. (laughs) And tell him what she had done. And he looked at her and said, Daughter. Your faith took you from being just a woman. understand what it means when he calls your daughter. That's right, that's right. That means that everything that I have belongs to you now. So you went to an outside and you couldn't even eat at my table. But now your family, daughter, with one touch, everything was restored. Just one touch. One touch. Yeah. Now some of us, the 
altar's open. There's some of us who are waiting on God to do stuff for you. I'm just waiting on the Lord. He gonna fix it. You know the Bible say the Lord will make a way. The Lord works in mysterious ways. I'm just waiting on Him. Waiting and believing. Praying and trusting. Standing on His word. Ain't that what we say? Praying and believing. I'm fasting and praying. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm not telling you not to do that. But at some point, you're going to have to reach.